Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. With everything that's going on right now, it's really hard to focus on where you want to be 10, 15, 20 years from now. I was reading uh, several news articles this morning and it's just, it could be overwhelming, right? I mean, we were talking, I was reading about the Fed rate hikes that are happening and quantitative easing that's right behind that. The interest rates are going up and China is locking down again. Inflation just came out this morning and all of that can be drowning and even wash out or quiet the goals that we have that are bigger than us and further out. Well, today's live, I want to talk about if I buy now, despite the noise, knowing that it's the right thing for my future, how do I refinance later and what does that look like? So that's really all we're going to talk about because <laughs> I can go on and on about what's happening with inflation and the economy, what's happening with the feds, and we're going to save a lot of that for Friday's market update. But later today, I have the honor and the pleasure of teaching a two-hour course around buying an investment property, building your investment empire for DMAR real estate agents, DMAR realtors. And then this Thursday, we have buying, we have the building investment empire for our database and for our circle. And I'm really excited to share some of those topics Thursday night at 6:30. So if I'm going there, and trust me, I'm putting together this presentation talking about how do you build an investment empire? How do you buy investment properties today? Don't think I don't know that it's hard to do, right? I mean, with interest rates getting higher and with purchase prices getting higher and with the fact that you have to do appraisal gaps and offer 50 or 100,000 over, I get that it's not easy. And with everything else going on, and with the cost of everything going up, I could just pull in and just stay put. Like it's safer here, right? It's safer without jumping off the cliff and knowing, well, but I'm taking on like a $400,000, $500,000 loan and I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. None of us do. It seemed really full this morning as I was reading what was going on in the world. And yet I get to turn around and teach this two hour class that I'm super excited and passionate about. It's like, wow, it's hard to wrap your head around this right now. It's hard to get out from thinking that now's maybe not the right time. The Google searches for the housing bubble are off the charts. Everybody's trying to figure out when is this going to end. I get the question all the time. When are interest rates going to hit the top? When is inflation going to stop? At what point does the bubble burst? Why buy now? How do I buy now? It's expensive. It costs a lot, right? So it doesn't make sense. Maybe it doesn't cash flow. So that's what I want to talk about. Because if you don't get in, if you don't leap, if you don't take that next step towards your financial future and you just protect yourself, I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to keep renting. I'm going to stay low. I'm going to save up as much as I can. I'm going to make sure that I've got whatever it is I think I need for tomorrow as much as I can today. You can't save fast enough to put yourself in a position to beat the kind of appreciation we're seeing. And real estate's hyper-local, right? There are some areas that might 
end up losing some value. I, I can't say that no house is gonna not lose value anytime in the near future, but the idea of a bubble is bigger than that. The idea of a bubble goes beyond a house, a neighborhood, an area. It goes into nationally, where are home values and is there a risk of foreclosure or is there a risk of too much inventory, not enough demand, and all of a sudden the prices plummet. That's not what I'm talking about because that's not gonna happen, right? But what could happen is there could be some areas that maybe got a little too hot or get got a little in front of their own skis, right? Or that area was desirable because there was nothing else and now it's not as desirable because a little more inventory is coming online because it's spring and it's supposed to. So instead of getting caught up in the immediate story, start thinking about the long-term journey. Real estate, the way I look at it, is built for the long term. There are fix and flippers and there are folks that do it for the short term. Not what I'm talking about. Real estate, as I look at it, is for the long term. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's a long term journey towards the financial security that I want in my retirement years, that I want to pass on to my kids, right? I was reading an article and I was just sharing this that the top 10% of wealth between the age brackets of 18 to 24 years old is what net worth do you think? I mean, they're young, right? 18 to 24, $50,000. If you have a net worth of $50,000 between the age of 18 and 24, you're in the top 10%. All three of my kids have a net worth of over $50,000 because all three of my kids own their first home. I didn't know how to do this. They weren't born with a silver spoon. They didn't have any more money growing up than I did because I just learned about real estate at age 40. And here they are, 21, 22, and 24. And it clicked and I got it. And, I, and then I was able to help them because I didn't figure it out for myself until much later. So it's that kind of opportunity starts because you make a decision today to remove the noise of everything that's going on and still capitalize on the opportunities in front of you, right? Where do I wanna go? Because if, if I was really overthinking this, I maybe just would stop buying investments altogether because it's too expensive and the interest rates are too high. Now there are some areas and some uh, products that maybe I have to rethink and that's where you get strategic right? Not where you bail, where you have to get strategic. What works? What cash flows? What area do I want to be in? Maybe the area I wanted to be in, I can't be in anymore. Maybe there's other areas that are up and coming, right? All of those things that we talk about at Building Investment Empire. But I can't talk about any of it until I have something to talk about. So getting in today, and I talk about this a lot, getting in today, and capturing today's home price at whatever the interest rate is allows you options. And when and if we hit a recession and those interest rates drop, refinance. But even better than that, take advantage of the opportunity. Here's some, uh, some ideas that I want this train of thought. So if I buy a home today that is not exactly the home that I want, 
because we have to sacrifice today. Because that same home a year ago versus today is almost $1,000 more, right? With the raising prices and the rising interest rates. And it's more to put down because 5% or 10% or 20% of that increase of, of a 20% home, homes went up 20%. That's gonna impact my cash to close. It's gonna impact my monthly payment. If you're an investor, it's gonna impact your cash flow. But getting in today, home prices, especially especially in the Denver market, but depending on where you are, there's a lot of markets that are growing right now, really attracting millennials and really taking advantage of opportunities to continue to grow. They are in the path of development. So when those are continuing to grow, what if we go back to 3.6% was the historic average? I actually looked it up this morning. Now the historic average based on the last two years is 5.4. It was 3.6. That blew my mind. I was like, okay. So that's the now historic appreciation of homes, right? Not the median price growth year over year, month over month, but the you know, looking at core logic, looking at some of the other data aggregators, the historic average now is 5.4. But let's not even use that. What if you just say it's 3.6 or 4%? When that kind of growth continues over the long run, not the short run, what if some areas lose value a little bit for the next year or two and then they bounce back again? Over the long run, real estate always goes up. You could say the same for the stock market. But real estate has the power of leverage, right? If I'm putting $30,000 in the stock market or 30,000 in real estate, using that as a down payment to buy a $500,000 asset, my asset grows the, on the full value of the 500, not the 30,000. That's the gain. But I gotta get in. I, I mean, I, I gotta get in to get talking about any of it. So if I buy today at whatever the interest rate is, maybe it's, maybe it's five and a half percent, five percent, six percent. Depends on what you're buying, where you're buying it, your credit score, your LTV. So many things go into play here. It's not 2.625, I'll tell you that, right? But even if it is five or five and a half or six, and you get in now and you lock down that price, that price that is going to continue to increase. In a lot of areas, it's gonna to continue to increase right now. Some areas, maybe it's overinflated and slows down a lot. In some areas, it doesn't slow down at all. But if you lock that in and you hold on and it continues to appreciate and all you can do is 3% down or 5% down, well, if you put 5% down and appreciation goes up 10%, which is what it's doing, think about the gain on your money. If I bought a $40,000 house and I put 5% down, that's 20,000. But then if it gains 10%, that's a $40,000 gain. I've doubled my money. So I get the opportunity for appreciation. I get the opportunity for principal reduction, which I don't get if I'm renting. And I get the opportunity to tap into that equity later. That's the decision or the choice that you don't have if you're renting. It gives you options. So what if it is a house that you don't love? right? And it's got some bumps and bruises and you got the inspection report. You know what you need to do. I mean, you, do, you need to replace the mechanicals, the water heater, the furnace. It's got uh, some chipping paint that got patched up, but then you kind of got patched up just for the appraisal. So now you got to go back and repaint maybe the whole building or the whole house. Uh, you've got to maybe put a roof on. Maybe it's got three years, five years, 10 years left. Maybe you just want to decorate it and build it out as your own and redo the kitchen and the bathrooms. But you got in. You got in to a 
decently priced home. I'm not going to say a bargain. Nothing's for sale right now. But you got in at a fair price and you locked in the interest rate and you started to build equity, appreciation, principal reduction. And then maybe two years from now, I hope we don't see. So on average, the United States gained 30% since COVID started, since the pandemic. 30%. I hope we don't see 30% over the next two years, right? Nobody wants that. Okay, maybe homeowners want that, I get that, but nobody wants it for the greater good. So maybe it just appreciates 10% a year over the next couple of years, because we know we have the swell of millennials. Historically, we still have good interest rates. We have a, still good liquidity and continued strong demand. I mean, the average for Denver is a 723 credit score and 72% loan to value. That's a really strong buyer. Right? So we're going to continue to have strong buyers, strong demand, limited supply. It's going to take a while to get that back. So I'm going to continue to have appreciation. Meanwhile, my monthly payments go to principal reduction. I'm building that spread, that equity gain, right? That equity now is mine. I can tap into it. I can redo the house. I can do the paint. I can replace all the mechanicals. So if I wait a couple of years, and maybe I do all the things that I can do. I do all the DIY things, right? I do, I do the painting. I replace the carpet. Uh, we start working on the landscaping, on the, the street appeal. And then in two years, I only put 5% down. Maybe I can tap into a little bit of equity and get rid of mortgage insurance. And then maybe even interest rates have dropped because we are all expecting recession of some measure. How long does that recession last? And then what do the interest rates do? Because interest rates typically decline during recessions. Now, the question is, is how, how high do they go before they come back down? And we don't know that, all right? Right now, we know that the Fed action is creating an environment where the interest rates are going up, but at some point, they'll flatten, they'll, they'll create their new normal, and maybe even drop. And then you take advantage and you pull out some of that equity and you lock in that lower interest rate and you get that lower monthly payment and you get to redo the kitchen and uh, replace the mechanicals. But you don't get that option to continue to build. And when you do that, when you redo the kitchen, the mechanicals not so much because you expect that. But when you redo the kitchen, now you just increase your home value further. And that continues to build wealth. Do you know that in 2019, so this is a little dated, but this is the last time we had the financial survey done um, by the Federal Reserve. In 2019, the top 10% of people, the bottom position of the top 10%, the net worth was $1.2 million. So once I was worth $1.2 million, I just entered into the top 10%. Now the top 1% is worth like 11 and a half million. So there's a pretty big jump, but the bottom of the top 10%, $1.2 million. How many homes would you need to own to get there? Not very many, the way our appreciation is running right now. And that's stability and that's security. And that is options. Well, that is all I'm talking about today that you have to buy now to give yourself options later, get out of the noise, and start focusing on your future. Nicole Ruth with The Ruth Team, you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit 
thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.